Let me tell you what happened, folks. Doctor Strange decided to just keep going back and back and back. Why am I jumping to that episode first? We got to go to the other one first. Maybe this is a two-parter. Maybe uh, this is one. We starting episode. backwards. Start. We, we, we have because we have I to jump. <laughs> well, no, you didn't fuck up. We're just in that part of time where Doctor Strange just keeps, keeps reversing us all over and over and over again. You're right. Doctor Strange has got me all kinds of fucked up. He is melting the universe right now. And you got to stop him. And how do you stop him? You need to assemble the Avengers. Of the multiverse. Yeah. Well, maybe. But I, I, don't, I don't think you're assembling those Avengers <laughs> in that particular universe. No, um, but think about it. Captain Carter... Tom Cruise's Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see. I don't know. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hank Pym killed all the Avengers. So who's going to do it now? Right? Maybe Captain Carter's episode actually takes place after Hank Pym kills the Avengers. There's a suggestion here that these are all... Con not, that, not that they're all connected, but that... Um, by the end of the season, there will be an arc that will reveal itself, and that the Watcher will actually assemble a small team of Cosmic. multiversal Avengers, including Captain Carter, um, to defeat a larger threat, likely caused by Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yeah, that was an interesting episode. But he'll also probably redeem himself by being part of that team. There was leaked promotional material that came out uh, a few months ago now, and you can look it up online. Uh, just look up leaked what if promotional material. Look up. People have been referring to them as the Guardians of the Multiverse, and it's Captain Carter's there. I think the Spider-Man with the Doctor Strange cape is there, and a few other characters that we haven't seen yet. So. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, um, watching Hank Pym kill all the Avengers was pretty fucking horrifying. <laughs> I, I have to agree with that. <laughs> also, uh, we are high, high. <laughs> on Hollywood Yeah, with Clint Flurry And Austin Campbell. And we're excited to be here today, folks. Yes. We're excited every day. I mean, every day is a good day. We are really. excited to be here. There is some of them of the most influential Spider-Man stories that I can think of, like from like Tom McFarlane's run and Greg Ricca, any any kind of the big names that have only been on Bendis. Bendis has definitely really reinvented Spider-Man 2000 with the Ultimates. One uh, like Marvel is pretty much one of those those big things that cemented my identity and who I was, and to see this what if cartoon kind of like be brought out which is this big epic event that's tied to everything it is this is this was, it was a pleasure to watch this third episode the, the, uh, was awesome oh yeah I really did it, I did really did feel the tragedy of each of these characters death and this kind of like murder mystery way it, it all unfolded like as soon as as soon as Hulk ah, exploded ah, I was like what yeah. <laughs> you know and and the thing is each each death made me more confused like like very really wanted me until until literally Black Widow solved yeah, it hope yeah 
And then I was like, oh, shit, it's Ant-Man. And then all of a sudden she turns around, and there's no one there. And I'm like, it's because he's going to run up and kick her from, like, the time. Like, oh, my God. And then the ending, like, and the fact that they got most, like, I knew Scarlet wasn't going to come back, obviously, now, especially. Uh, But (laughs) the rest of the cast was everybody, pretty much. Like, they they got, and Michael Douglas gave a fantastic performance as Yellow Jacket at the end. I was so, so pleased. That was so cool. Wow. So we actually got to see a version of the MCU Hank Pym that turns into Yellow Jacket. Yep. So I'm like, that's pretty cool, you know. Um, what if Hank Pym becomes yeah. Yellow Jacket? Like and these, kills the Avengers before they even become the Avengers. But yeah, the Hulk. Oh god, that explosion was messed up. Man. And I, I just love that scene to the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that homage that cool. because cool. I like that that that's canon. Yes. Because I liked that movie. I will defend the Incredible Hulk to the end. That was actually a really good Hulk story. Fucking Edward Norton just... He, he didn't want to play ball, Norton. man. Yeah. He didn't want to play ball. And it was okay, Mark Ruffalo. You, you you were able to come right into that spot and erase Edward Norton. Well, you want to know what's really sad, too, is like... Ed Norton left when the script was still by Zach Penn, I'm pretty sure. Um, and the script that Mark Ruffalo signed on to was very different. Like, mm. you know, I think maybe just bare bones that were similar. Yeah. Um, so it's like, really, if Ed had stayed for, for more of the process, had stuck it out, and had been willing maybe to take, I think, more of a pay cut, then it would have been fine. But I, 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 I know, on the other hand, I don't know if he would have had... I don't think he would have had the chemistry that Mark Ruffalo has with that whole cast. I don't, I don't think so. With that and whole cast. The thing is, know? he made Banner... Front and center, hmm. Hulk. They, they made him two different characters, literally. Very Hulk is, a, so, yeah. is his own character, a separate from Banner. Yeah, and which is very much a part of the comics. Like if you really do consider, like Hulk hates Banner. They are two different identities, and you can see that connection until you get Smart Hulk, right? Which I think is cool too, and I love that portrayal in Endgame. Um, I really want to kind of go see Shang Chi. Potentially this weekend, so might be abomination. Doing yes, uh, abomination. Are you gonna go back. see it? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because I would. That was that was the, that was one of the interesting characters for a Hulkling. That's why I want to. I want. I like the Hulk movies. Mm. I must have watched Ang Lee's Hulk about a billion times, even though it's one of the like the most boring fucking movies. Just because <laughs> I just liked. I just it was the it was Hulk. That was what I got at that time, right? Yeah, and I just, mean... You know, it was... And it was good. It was fine. But then we got the Incredible Hulk was just on the edge of my seat throughout that whole thing. It's really strange because as a kid, I kept... Um, like, the MCU... I, like, I, I, don't think, I don't think I've ever really ha- had a chance to just, like, lay this down or explain this, but it's like the MCU is to me such a dream come true because as a kid i remember watching sam raimi's spider-man 2002 yep my heart was like in that you know what i mean i saw that in the theaters with my whole family like 10 Mm -hmm. of my family members and i just remember like being so like full by the end of that you know of of, of imagination and thought and like 
feeling so like excited about the possibilities and then spider-man 2 came out knocked it out of the park oh, again and fucking beautiful. made me so like ah and um you know spider-man 3 granted at the time i was still pretty young and i actually enjoyed it the first time i watched it even though the dance sequence still made me cringe and all that it's just like I remember at the time when Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man came out, it was like, I always imagined this idea. And then, because then Ang Lee's Hulk came out before Spider-Man 2. And X-Men was still happening at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. And I always had it in my head. I was like, oh my god, it'd be so cool to have a reference to like Spider-Man and like X-Men or like, and there were always like little like jokes like in the bloopers or there'd always be like yeah, little yeah. hints that like, connections you like... know, and it'd be like, ah, 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 and so you'd always have those kind of things and it always would perk me up. So the MCU is like, oh, this is like everything. And what if is literally to me like picking up an issue of the what if comic book, uh, but, or in this case, it's more like a Sunday or Saturday morning cartoon, cartoon, yeah. But it's like so much more emotional than that too. Oh, it's, it dug deep. I mean, that even like I liked Thor. Thor, I was on board with Thor. I was one of the one of the very few people um, that that got into Thor. Uh, and seeing that scene again was was really cool. Yeah. And Coulson scenes, really nice hair. <laughs> it's got yeah. really nice hair. <laughs> Even while he's rotting, he smells like lavender. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. I loved it, though. It, it, having Coulson there, it, he was that thread in that whole first first phase. He exactly. was he was that that then having him there throughout that episode, playing <laughs> and, and playing more quippy, more more comedic side. It was it was great, and it's just like the fact that he's just in love with Captain America. <laughs> just I know. added that. No, and then just yeah, fell in love with Thor. Yeah, I felt so bad for Clint, you know, because it was like, I know he didn't shoot that fucking arrow. How did this happen? I was so, like, every time something, ah, it was so, that, I think it unraveled well. There, I've, I've heard people, yeah. I've read complaints about the pacing of the episode, but I'm like, I think, you know, for how. I don't know, I think the pacing was fine. Yeah, I, I enjoyed for, it. For 30 minutes to pack in that exactly. much? Yeah, really. Literally, that was, that's a nice side story. That connected all the films together. Yeah. And actually did pace quite well. I wasn't bored. No, I wasn't bored either. I was intrigued throughout the entire thing to, to really figure out who this was, especially after each death. Like you said, as soon as each death was un unveiled, you were like, okay, what the fuck? Especially after yeah. Hulk, because Whoa. as soon as you, you figure out, because you... You're, you know, or prehand going into this, what if the Avengers died? Right. How the fuck are they going to kill the Hulk? <laughs> like, how? He, he literally <laughs> says, I'm, I'm in... Or I'm I can't more, die. I'm yeah, immortal. I can't die. I can't die. Hello. I can't... I can't shoot myself with a gun. As soon Big as he guy. said that, though, I was like, no, Bruce, don't say that. You know you're going to die after you say something like that, man. You can't And they gave it. us a nice... A, a, a really interesting, cool way to kill the Hulk. The, a way that I, I honestly never thought of. That's so sad, though. Literally just expanded his fucking heart. Boom! Just thinking about it makes me feel so weird inside. Like, like, it was such okay. a painful-looking visual. And then... There um, you have it. Ant-Man killed the Hulk. <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> ah! Thanos! <laughs> Famous? No, I'm it, just it, it totally put uh, it, it put things into perspective after Clint died. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. And then uh, like I, 
What I really enjoyed, though, when this is part of the relief of the episode, some of the relief of the pain, relief of the tragedy and the darkness, Loki showing up, and uh, even though at first he's really mad, <laughs> he becomes an ally in the end, and it was hilarious seeing... Michael Douglas's Ant Man literally gets swatted out of the air like every time, and then go insane because he's like, "How can there be this many of you? This is impossible! What's going on? What's happening?" And then he takes over the world. <laughs> and then Loki ended up taking over the world. So, you know, it's like a stay. Thor is not away in the in the way. So I wonder if we'll see that Loki in Loki season two. The one who conquered cool. the... Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be cool. That'd be uh, hilarious. It sounds like some one of the Lokis, that's one of the Lokis that got pruned. Well, yeah. I guess no one's pruned now. Everyone's reborn with all these universes well, coming back to life. Because Kang... Sorry. Well, I guess he except who, for the next one. He who remains died, and now Kang the Conqueror is back. And basically what's happened, I, I personally believe, seriously, that this is what's going on, is like is that things have flipped. So now, instead of the TVA existing to prune universes, it actually exists to maintain the multiverse and anything that threatens the, you know, like tries to converge things back into one timeline is seen as a threat. And how do you explain the next episode? Doctor Strange. And his collapse. Oh, yeah. But but everything... (laughs) But notice the TVA was never involved. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know? And he was just getting rid of his own timeline. He wasn't trying to... Uh, mm. In fact, he created more timelines. He created a, a whole oh, bunch of separate <laughs> version of himself. That was cool. That was... That was that, cool. The fact that he still had... Oh, and... Oh, God, that episode fuck. was banging. Like, okay, Dude, yes. I gotta if, if the third episode was... You know, that was a good like episode. A fun murder that was a mystery. fun murder mystery episode. Yeah, this one took Doctor. This one reminds me why I like the character of Doctor Strange so much. Why I like Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Oh, why he so is the like literally in my mind. I don't know how anybody that could really replace him because right. holy crap, does he embody that? He puts his heart and soul. I cried. Like, I man. felt. I his cried. Aid. Fuck. Holy shit. I was like, ah, oh, Christine. Literally. Christine. And just the, the lengths he went to to try and and then the, the horrifying I tragedy. Done the same thing. But exactly you know, it's one of those so that's, human. That's so, really uh, such a human thing because I probably would have went down the same road just to bring back one of my loved ones. If I could just like Bro, this is why you need to watch <laughs> watch Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain. You got to do it. I know you're not a huge Darren Aronofsky guy, but that's basically like the movie is. I know it. I will get to a lot of different movies because everything's coming to a head. Also, that's what the so. time machine is about too, which is well, basically yeah. It's like, what you would can... you do to try and save like? But in every time, in every time. For it's, some reason, it's an instance in time that's just that's it's an absolute set point. Like I was absolute, so frustrated, but yeah. even in a world, like even in a multiverse, like that's the cool thing. That's the weird and the, the, like the thing you have to really pull yourself to think about it. Mm-hmm. Is even in a multiverse of possibilities, there are still absolute, absolute fixed point. points that cannot be changed. And if you do, 
literally will rip your entire universe apart. But, but <laughs> here, here's, here's the crux, though, and here's the important part that we can't forget, is that that absolute point only happens in that timeline. Yes. So that's the kind of the confusing part. Because our Doctor Strange, our main MCU Doctor Strange, his Christine doesn't die. It's just him in the car. And he's the only one who's affected by his car crash. He doesn't lose his heart. He loses his hands. He loses his hands. 